Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. gentlemen around the world welcome to the spurs show coming to you live from the albany great portland streets <laughs> this crowd have been sitting here all week for our second recording uh joining me tonight please welcome my co-host mr theo delaney good evening And our very special guest this evening, a man who came, was it just before lockdown? It must have been two years ago? Yeah, it's gone quick, hasn't God, it? it really quick. It. Yeah. He was on the show a couple of years ago. Wonderful value, great, great stories. And uh, now he has a fantastic autobiography out, which uh, you can now get uh, all good bookshops online. Go and get it. 378 appearances for Tottenham. Is that right? Yeah. yeah? yeah. Mr. Terry Naylor. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, as we said there, you, you came on the show a couple of years ago to discuss your career at the club. Since then, this fantastic book has come out. It's funny, informative, moving, and above all, very, very honest. Rather than going through your entire career again, which we did a couple of years ago, for those of you at home or here, just look it up. Listen to the show. It was absolutely brilliant. We went through season by season. So we're going to do something a bit differently tonight, sort of discussing some of the points uh, in your book. Firstly, which always fascinates with names, Fred Wright. There's a name for you, people of a certain age. Fred Wright, the ex-British boxing champion, kind of gave you your in at Tottenham. Is that correct in saying? Yeah, absolutely. He, um, he drank with my father and several other close friends from the meat market, etc. And um, they got together, saw the young man down the meat market. He'd finish about, what, dark past 12, and they'd go out for a drink about 2 o'clock. And mm. Fred was amongst, say, five or six people my dad went out with. Was he still, was he champion at the time or right now retired or...? 
Oh no, he's um, he was a great stalwart of Tottenham. Later on, I found oh, out. Oh really? You know, and uh, my dad took me down there, and he, he spoke to Mr. Roy. His name actually is Fred Roy, not what? Fred Wright. Oh really? That's, a, that's an error by the here. Oh really? I've got to take the blame. Yeah, his name's Fred Roy. Oh, he won't be about now, Fred. Like, R R Y E. That's why I took a chance. Is it R Y E? R-Y-E, is it? Yeah. I see, rather oh, than right. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fred, Fred Wright. Wright. Yeah. And he was like a Jack Dempsey. When you look right. at him, his, st- his stature and everything right. was fantastic. But he was a, a great Spurs man. And he, and he said to me, uh, when my father brought me down, he said, listen, son, I don't want you to mess me about. If I get you a troll, don't let me down. And I said, Mr. Roy, if you get me a troll, I'll definitely get in. Mm. And we beat Bazard in the troll game 6-1. I, I knocked the goal. There's a rarity. <laughs> but I knocked, knocked the goal in. And, and then I went training on Thursday evenings down Tottenham, which was fantastic for me. That's amazing. And then what I love, again, there's so many stories in the book. We can't cover them all now, so go and get it. You talk about the long forgotten. Who remembers the Metropolitan League? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. More than I. I yeah. You, yeah, the Metropolitan the A-team, League. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. So you talked about the long forgotten now Metropolitan League, and you then early on had a chance to play with Dave Mackay in the Metropolitan. Oh, League. Oh, never forget the game. Yeah, I think again it was a team from Essex. We played Basildon or someone, and um, <coughs> we played at Chesant. Right. The actual game, and obviously you're playing with a great man. He's coming back from breaking his leg. As far as I'm concerned, Stevie Perrin and Dave are on a par. Mm. Two Mr. Tottenham's, and I'm playing, I played with one of them, Stevie, obviously, later on, and then I played with Dave to start with. And we scored after about, I think it was about three minutes we scored. And he said, come on, we beat these effing mugs, 10-0. <laughs> and I thought, 10-0? And we beat them 10-0. <laughs> I know Dave McCoy and he's gone. <laughs> how, how could he get that right? You know, Dave, yeah. Dave says it's going to be 10-0, it's going to be 10-0. <laughs> yeah. He was coming, but the reason he was playing in that game is he's coming back from his broken... He was, His yeah. famous broken leg. Yeah. And uh, that, obviously that famous photograph of him with, where he's got Billy Bremner like yeah. that, is yeah. that, he said the reason he got him like that is Billy Bremner had gone, was, went to kick him and they went round to kick him <laughs> the other side, the leg that had been broken oh, because he yeah. wanted to target... The actual vulnerable leg, oh. and that's what made him so angry. Well, he was a bit aggravating, wasn't he, Billy Bremner? And like, yeah. they didn't have the he, the best of tempers, and I suppose <laughs> he just—I mean, I see him at Andy Lockhead once. He really? Then like a light, yeah. Really? Yeah. And he, Andy Lockhead was a big fella. What had upset him, Dave? Do you think? <sighs> Saying hello to Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Tottenham man. Uh, see? But you uh, actually just great many of us. But <laughs> you obviously played against Bremner and that Leeds team yes. lots of times. I'm just yeah. off the top of my head. There was obviously. I think most Spurs fans, you talk about Tottenham Leeds, we've got them in a few weeks' time. Obviously, that 4-2 midweek game. Oh, well, there uh, you go. That, that, that's before the season before we went down, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, we, we had to win to stay up. And the great Elfie Khan, I mean, he was on a going day, Elfie. And I'm telling you now, when Elfie Khan wanted to play, he was as good as Glenn and, and Paul Gascoigne. No problem. Yeah. But it was getting Elfie in the right move. But he was uh, such a great player to be reckoned with when he was on a good day, you know. Get behind the team. Played at Newcastle once. We beat them 5-2. Five, five, yeah. He scored three. Right. He got three. Yeah. Elfie. Yeah, and at the end, we were sort of half taking the piss out of them, which mm. you had to give you that little bit of an edge to do that when you was a bit yeah. wicked taking the yeah. piss out of people. You know, we've been in the boat ourselves, so you don't want to be there too long. But, yeah. no, excellent player, Elfie. Can't, and um, and that, that Leeds game gave us so much confidence. And as I said in the book, when we was like 3 all up, he sat on the ball, Elfie. Famously sat on the ball. Bremner went to me, Oi, Teddy, get all of that little fuckers, I'll kill him. Yeah. yeah. 
And I went, all right. I thought, take that notice. I ain't worried. Yeah. We're 3 not up. And then Lauren, it's in a 35 yard. And I went, Elfie, turn it in. Slow yeah, down. Yeah. You know, you yeah. go from, from men to little kids. You yeah. know, there you go, yeah. your reactions. But yeah. it was that type of thing. And, you know, they was a fabulous team leads. I think they all went over the top except Eddie Gray. Like, yeah. in other words, dirty players. Yeah. But dirty they, they was so skillful as well at the same time. And they was winners. But they yeah. was winners, you know. And uh, they was a class team. Going, going back, so I sort of did a sidetrack there because you mentioned Billy Pemner. Yeah. Uh, going back to the, the call-up, it was Bill Nick gave you a call to say you're playing against Palace Reserves. Was the oh, it was, um, yeah, it was a telegram, which you named. Oh, it was a, t- yeah, <laughs> a telegram? Yeah, wow. to my mother, yeah. Wow. And she read it out. And I had to be over at Crystal Palace, like, about six, quarter seven that night. And uh, Bill Nichol was coming, Nicholson was coming and watching me play. And... Uh, Again, we won 3 1, which is a good result. I had a fair, quite a good game. And he signed me on a Monday. Wow. And then, so I said, if I died next day, I don't care because I'm a professional footballer with Brilliant. a great club. And that was my attitude then, it really was. Can you Brilliant. remember what the original deal was when you first signed? Can you yeah, remember? I was on uh, £80 a week when I first signed. Okay. I was on about £18 a week down the meat market. You know, It wasn't right. great money then, football. It was yeah. good, still good, but n- nothing like, like today's yeah. things. You know. Yeah. But, but it was, it's a, it was purely the pre- pleasure of being a professional footballer and playing for our great club. You, 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 you talk, go on. I was going to say, you said to Fred Wright, you get me the trial, I, won't, I will not let you get in, I guarantee I yeah. will get in. Yes, so absolutely. Where did that confidence come from? Why always, you... always had confidence. Just always felt... Yeah, always been very confident. And yeah. it's my sort of thing, you have a trial for someone, you've got to impress. Yeah. And if you impress, you're going to get in that trial. If you don't impress, you won't. Yeah. So you've got to go the extra yard. In yeah. everything you do. And I knew I wouldn't let him down, one thing and another, for the football itself, let alone that my father knew the man. And, yeah. Um, but you've got to be good. And you knew how good you were. Because you were, you, I mean, you were obviously well known as a committed player, a hard player, but you are also a footballer, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, we could all play. You had to yeah. at Tottenham. I, yeah. I, I, you know, as I said, in, in, in the years what Mike was just saying, we've been struggling against a bit of relegation. I noticed that we did buy players, say five or six players, but... We used to call them Tottenham players, right. and they wasn't Tottenham players. With right. the greatest respect to them players, yeah. I wouldn't like to name them in front of people now or whatever. Yeah. But they did their best for the club, but they wasn't good enough, you yeah. know. And consequently, we had that for the next three years, and eventually it got to us, and we went down, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. When you talk about that confidence again, great story in the book. Twenty-one years old, you walk into the first team dressing room for the first time. Most 21-year-olds will sort of give a little nod, sit down, see where, you know, where the kit is. You kind of kind of... Do you remember what you said when you walked into yeah, that dressing room? Yeah. Against all these senior players? Well, yeah, I said, uh, if anyone wants to die, I said, come and tackle me. <laughs> <laughs> of course, they all looked around and said, what a lovely fella. <laughs> 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 but, you know, it was more sort of... It wasn't having a go at them. I mean, they was all gods to me. I was the only person in that I'd never heard of. You know, <laughs> so, that's true. Yeah. You know, when, when you get that situation, you know, yeah. I suppose it could be nerves and I had that sort of attitude with it. Yeah. yeah. The, your debut there was away to West Bromwich Albion. What, do you still remember that? that, that hardly memories? anything, Mike. That really? No, I, hardly anything. I, I marked Colin Sajic and De- God bless him, Jeff Hassel was, was about then. He yeah. was playing, Mike was marking him. But um, I, I couldn't tell you, like, three or four things that happened in the game. Really, yeah. It's weird, but... I suppose you're so intensified with the game. Yeah. You, you, the, the other great thing in the book, which again, fans, you don't get to hear about, um, although it's a big part of a footballer's life, is, is the tours, the pre-season tours. 
And you tell a story about going to America with the team <laughs> and an incident that happened at Disney. Oh, do you remember, do you remember what Disneyland, happened? yes. Yeah, do you remember what happened at Disney? It's yes. extraordinary. Uh, yeah, I'm aware of that. Um, it was like a, it was a Mickey Mouse or it was like a squirrel. I can't think now, but it was one of them <laughs> where they dress up, don't they, yeah, in yeah, Disneyland. Yeah. And I noticed that it was this, like, whether it was like, whatever it was, it, it was, I suppose it, it's a mouse. Or, yeah, it was a chipmunk. It yeah. probably was. Anyway, it was eating people around Chip the face. Chippendale, could be Chippendale, yeah. Chippendale, Chippendale. If you know your Disney, you yeah. And yeah. Uh, he was sort of whacking people around the face. And I thought, well, that was a bit odd. There was no need for that. <laughs> you know, he's got a big bit nearer to me and a bit nearer. Now I'm looking out for it. So as he's done that, I've sort of bobbed and weave and come up and gone up, give him an uppercut. <laughs> and he went over. And, and as the head come off, it was a woman. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and that's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine now Tottenham on a pre-season tour with all these cameras everywhere and a player doing that? Can you imagine? I mean, you'd never play a game. That would be it. Canton, I'd be like, nothing what he did. Yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> it, was uh, it was one of the books, but I was deadly serious at the time. I was taking liberty. You know, I was going to kick him in the nuts at first. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about this book, because this story is so honest. And again, another tour... In the 70s, uh, again, a very honest story. You don't mention any names. No, you can't, you can't really can't mention, mention names. No. But you, you, you talk about the team having to go to Bill Nicholson about an illness that broke out yeah, what amongst it was, the players. Yeah, we was on tour. I'm not, I think it was in Japan. We was on tour and I, you go out and have your little... Bill was a great uh, believer and if you win your games, then I'm, I'm not going to be hard on you, you know. And basically, we, we won all our games out there and... And so Bill don't take a lot of notice what was going along. You won your games, you know. And um, we went out, to a, a few of us uh, went out for a drink, etc. picked up some girls. And uh, next morning, a couple of the boys have got the itches. <laughs> so um, that ain't a Japanese word. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they got the itches afraid and so... Um, they come approach Bill Nicholson. He said, "Get down the hospital and get a jab in and all that." And he called a meeting with all the all the players, the rest of the players. And he said, "Right, so and so and so and so looks like they've caught a dose. You better get down the hospital as well. Anyone that was with a girl last night." And a voice come out, and I mean, it was so funny. Even there and then, I was crying with laughter. And he went, "Yeah, all those that have been with a, a girl, go down there and have a jab." And all of a sudden, someone shouted out. Leave it out, Bill. I only had a plate. <laughs> and I went, well, Bill Nicholson know what that was. <laughs> I don't think he knew what that meant, but... <laughs> you talk, again, the, the other, I mean, there's so many of these stories in the book. You talk about a Mauritius, a great, great prank with uh, Nona Fetch's little Joe, Joe Kinnear. Great prank he did on... I don't know if it was on you or not, but he... That was he, on me, yeah. It was on you. Brilliant, brilliant prank. Can you, do, you, do you remember that story? Yeah. We was, was always some sandwiches around the pool, and... Um, Where was this? Mauritius. M Mauritius. We were playing out there It's for, a great place. We went out to Mauritius, yeah, and yeah, played, yeah. played a couple of games, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the capital now. Port, port something, anyway. But uh, lovely, nice people out there. You yeah. know, uh, unfortunately, the hotel, like, really lovely top... Top of the line people, plenty of money. Go outside, they're eating dogs, you know. It's not nice to watch because it's giving you a false... It's malicious. Yeah, it's a false... I thought it was South Millionaire's Korea, pa paradise, yeah. But anyway, uh, that's how it was then. And um, 
Where was I? The, the, the joke in here oh, and, the, and the waiter. Oh, and anyway, we come out to get some breakfast. So as I've sort of come out, I've got some nice gear on. And uh, Joe Kinnear threw this waiter in the uh, water. <laughs> and what? the geezer was laughing. We all laughed. I did as well. And all of a sudden, he was sort of going down for the third time. And I thought, he can't swim. <laughs> so I've done no more. I've dived in, like, dragged him up and all that and took him out of the water. And when he landed on the island, I went, you all right? He went, I can swim, really. <laughs> so the joke was on me. Yeah. They've done me, right? Like, but, uh, you know, I had to have another wash. Straight back again. Huh? Huh? Oh, you, you also, in the book, we mentioned Billy Bremner there, you talk about some of the great players that you played against. I mean, the two two you mentioned particularly was George Best and Colin Bell. Colin Bell was a, a machine. You know, absolutely brilliant. Like, set of lungs. You know, two, like, his lungs was capacity could run all day mm. and I marked him once at Man City we drew 1-1 I think and I'd done quite a good job on him because I was but I was quite a good athlete so wherever he went I was like trying to stop him and vice versa but it was an experience for someone who cares that much about the game and how fit he was and I, I, I was right up with that sort of level but it was an honour to play against him to be honest with you Georgie Bess um, he was so much better than anyone else he just had that gift you know, he beat five men. He couldn't show you how to beat five men, but he could do it. Mm. And his ability and confidence was fantastic. Great first touch, could even hit a ball. I mean, to score seven goals in that game, you know, who's ever done that without mm -hmm. being a centre forward or anything? Mm. Any players not at Tottenham that you were sort of friendly with off the pitch when you are playing days? Uh, not very few, very few, because uh, I was of the attitude that, um, right, we're kicking off now, it's business, you mm. know. After the game, we'll have a lovely drink. But in the game, don't talk to me because mm. I'm concentrating on what I do, type mm. of thing. So it must have been horrible to play against, I suppose, at times. Mm. But, um, you know, you can socialise after the result comes up. It's not like you can do after, yeah. is there? The game's finished, shake their hands, that's it. Yeah. Fine enough, it's just a game reminder. Paul Hawksby, who's been on the show, we did a, a set of shows called Top 10 Tottenham when people on the show sort of remembered their top 10 moments. <laughs> just remember one of his moments that he. Didn't you remember what happened or not? Was 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 a game you played where again off the ball, <laughs> you oh. smacked someone who oh, who, well. who didn't remember it at all because he I, I'm trying to remember who the team was, but he then had him on his radio show and he had no memory of it. But I think the story is in, in the book. Yeah, it is. Um, it was uh, we played uh, Burnley. I'm not sure. I think it was in the second division. Mm. Anyway, it was uh, a midweek game and we was losing one nil. And then they had a, one of their top players sent off. So then we come back 1-1. One, one. Uh, then Glenn scored. We went 2-1 up. And there's about f three or four minutes to go. And we had a corner. So they've left, they've got Ankin and Fletcher, I think, they had up, up front. Two yeah. big, like, two big yeah. fellas. And uh, I'm obviously marking one of them. I think it was Fletcher. I'm marking him. And we got a corner on. So he's come up to me and went, you lucky bastards. Like, you know, man sent. I went, well, that's the way it goes, mate. You're a mug anyway. So, <laughs> so he went to me like that, and as soon as he touched me, I just pinged him. And as I pinged him, he went like a belly dancer. He said, well, I went, he's going to go over here. I'm in trouble. Like, and over he went. It was like a tree coming down, yeah. you know. <laughs> and the, the corner come out, of course, nothing's happening. All of a sudden, it's gone to the other end. It's gone out for a throw, and he's laying on the floor. So the referee's gone to the linesman. The ref didn't see anything, did he? Because Paul Hawksby not, said, no. Paul's memory was as a yeah. kid. I saw this happen, but the ref didn't see it. And was I dreaming? It did it happen? And you've obviously now said no. It did yeah, happen. Yeah. Oh, no, it did happen. Yeah. yeah. And um, 
the referee come up, he said, approached me, he said, look, I've spoken to the linesman. He hasn't seen anything. Right. He said, I haven't seen anything, but obviously something's wrong with that poor <laughs> sod. He said, look. I went, ref, he's acting. Because yeah. they've got ten men, because, yeah. like, they've got ten men, they want us to have ten men. He went, no, no, I'm going to book you. I don't know about this, but I'm going to book you. So, anyway, we won 2-1, the whistle went, and as we're coming off, he went to me, that Fletcher, he'd recovered, I think, by then, and he said, um, I'll see you at Turf Moor. Yeah. I went, no, I'll see me down the tunnel now. <laughs> he said, no, I'll see you at Turf Moor. So, you know, if he wants to do something, yeah. he'll do something, but it, the game's finished now, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But that was one of them occasions, you know, where, but he touched me, see? Don't mm. touch people. You push people. But I, I think he went on to become, like, chief executive of Burnley. Oh, right. Because Paul asked about this, and he said he had no memory of this at all. Oh, well, he which, wouldn't have, would he? If he'd have won, he might have done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, let's go to a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue chatting to Terry Nail about his fantastic new book. Back in a minute. And we're back for the break. Uh, for those of you uh, might be interested in premium content, including daily news show, ex-player interviews, original documentary series on Spurs, go to patreon.com slash show. Still time to come to these live events. Go to season.spurshow.net. And don't forget our Christmas show next month, December the 6th at the 100 Club. All details at xmas.spurshow.net. Now, in the, in the show we did with you, a couple of years ago, as, as I said, go back, everyone at home, have listened to it, because we do go through season by season, virtually game by game. What what we didn't touch about that much, I didn't think, was you eventually leaving Tottenham and going to Charlton. How how did that materialise? Was it something you were aware of, something you were looking looking for at that stage? No, certainly not. I mean, I'd have stopped Spurs for another 10 years if I could have done. Mm. Obviously, um I was okay. I was still f- f- quite quite fit. Birkinshaw was the manager. Wasn't Keith Birkinshaw, yeah. yes, and and I think uh, Keith, don't forget, was part of that team mm. that got promoted yeah. and back up. So I'll give him ten out of ten for that. And uh, the European trophies and the league cup, the FA Cups that he won, you know, was great. But the biggest game for us was that getting back in the first division, mm. and we did. And I think Keith done a good job. Mm. Like in, in my opinion, but, and he did listen to advice from the players as well, senior players such as myself, John Pratt, Stevie Perryman. But then Ozzy and Ricky came. We mm. came back, and Ozzy and Ricky, two brilliant players, lovely, lovely people, nice fellas. Uh, they come over from Argentina and um, improved the team qu- mm. quite a bit. No end. The yeah. likes of Tony Galvin coming in, you know, uh, Archie Ball and Crook. Where we haven't had. Uh, as I, it's what I was saying to you earlier about Spurs players. Mm. We had some very good players, but they want what we call... John Duncan played quite well, to be yeah, honest with you. There wasn't goals. that many of them. Like, it was four or five that just weren't Spurs players, and that's what we call not Spurs mm. players. I know it's amongst our, our own selves, you know. Mm. But it's not their fault. We're back 150%, you know, when we're out on the pitch and encourage them all we can. But you've either got it or you haven't, and they didn't have that, what we call the, the Tottenham spirit, you know, mm. the Tottenham thing. And then when Keith uh, come back, Archie Bourne and um, the other kid, like, done really well up front. Yeah. And uh, we looked a lot more dangerous. We looked very good side, very good when, side. When were you kind of told that... Were you... Were you told that Charlton had come in for you or how, how did the conversation go? You said you weren't looking to leave. Yeah, no, I wasn't really. Um, but obviously this thing come up at Charlton. I know they're, they're a nice little London club. 
And I thought, well, I live Kent anyway, so right. I'm going to go. So I'm, I might as well take the opportunity. And Mike Bailey signed me um, yeah. at Chowan, yeah. And they were some good boys down there, lovely. Mm. And there was quite a lot of improvement for me, which was great in that team, to bring young... They had some youngsters there with a lot of potential, mm. like Sir Paul Walsh. Yeah. And, and they, Les Berry, Peter Shaw, they did really did come on as, mm. as we went on through the season. Because presumably, I think it must be Chrissy Houston coming through your place. Yes, it? Chrissy come through. Yeah. Uh, although, although he didn't play right back, he played left, because yeah. Stevie liked to play. Yes. He could yeah. play Steve right back, come sweeper, well. yes. Steve. He had yes. this yeah. knack, yeah. and it went very well. So, yeah, I mean, Chrissy came in there also, as I said, Tony Galvin. And Paul Miller done a great job with Graham Roberts at the mm. back. You know, solid. People didn't like playing against them. They got their knives out tight, their bayonets out type of thing, which you should do as defenders. Mm. And Spurs become a better side, no question. Yeah. But on my road, I got promotion with Charlton yeah. and the following year, I got player of the year there. Yeah. So I, still, I knew I still had a few years left in me that way. But and then you got then you got the leg break, Then I broke you? my leg in the third year, yeah, at yeah. the start of the season, which was tragic, really. Who was that against, you remember? That was against West Ham in the, in the friendly. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, God. But again, see going for goal. I obviously don't know where the goal is. <laughs> so, what did, so, what, so what did you do after Charleston? You left Charleston. What did you do then? Well, I've done a, a couple of different things, really. I went into like um, insurance sort of right. game, which wasn't for me, to be honest with you. And uh, You managed? You managed a non-league team? Well, yeah, I went down to uh, a, a, yeah, a non-league team. Uh, I, I managed them. It was Tony Burns got me the job down there. And... Um, they, they didn't have enough good players to actually, for me to go there. And I said to the ball, no, you, you, we need some fresh legs if we're going to get... So they said, well, we've got some trialists coming up, like next week. Why don't you have a look at them and see what you think? And to be fair to them, they, they look quite good. And we had two friendlies, we won 5-0 and 6-0. And, and they said, hey, oh, Terry, you don't need to buy no one. Well, I didn't, that was the result. And mm. at the end of the day, we didn't have a good side. They weren't good enough, which yeah. I didn't think they would be. And so I just packed it in, like, come away from now. But uh, and then I ended up in the post office. Well, that's right. Yeah. Well, it's, you yeah. know, it's quite an unusual job for oh, uh, someone who's played professional football. Yes. Nobody, nobody goes yeah. the other way around. But yeah. postman then becomes a professional footballer. Yeah, yeah, it was weird, really. But um, and it was this is an instant, and you, 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 right, you, in yeah. deep El, Arsenal Almeda country. Street. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm right in the yeah. upper street, right <laughs> near the Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. and um, a fella did approach me. He said, "Terry, he said, uh, what made you become a postman?" I said, because I'm not a good thief. <laughs> he said, what do you mean? I went, well, I'm a footballer. I can't, I can't do that no more. There ain't many jobs that I can do, but this is one of them type of thing, you know. So, But the boys was lovely in the post office, you know. Mm. They was really good. And the job suited me down the ground because you was out walking about, sort yeah. of chirping about. Fin started early, finished early. Yeah. Same as the meat market, same sort of time getting up at half past four, wow. quarter to five, and finishing about sort of one o'clock, half past yeah. twelve. So that I've been all through all that before. So yeah. I was on there for ten years as ten well. Years. So yeah, it was good. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Um, then uh, I mean, again, unlike a lot of sort of glossy ex-football books, I thought what was the thing was very, very honest that, that you discussed in the book was your private life and 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 the infidelity in your first marriage. Was that a difficult thing to say? Oh, I'm going to talk about this because a lot of people go, oh, I don't want to talk about any of that personal stuff. But you're very very honest yeah. in the book about it was, the mistakes yeah. that you you, yeah. you you obviously made. It was it wasn't it wasn't because I, if I can sort of a few younger people, obviously a lot younger than I, that's sort of in their thirties, think twice before you do anything and make sure you know what you're doing because. When you lose your family, there's nothing worse, you know, and you look in that mirror every day, even now. Mm. 
and I think about my kids, although I'm, I'm still close to them, I'm not with them. It's yeah. a massive difference. And my wife was a great mother. Her mother and father was great, like, in-laws for, for, for her kids and everything. And my father, you know, didn't really talk to me for about a year and a half because I sort of, like, left home. Mm. And he said, men don't do that, you know. Men don't leave their wife and kids. And I had to take it on the chin and I make him right. But, you know, the book is about the truth and, and a lot of this does go on. And um, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm disgusted with myself when I look at it and, you know, going out with, with girls and that when you're a married man is a massive difference to when you're a single man. You know, you shouldn't be mm. doing that and yeah. it's wrong. Mm. But I did it. So, you know, as a wrong model, I can't be that good for most people, but at least I can tell the truth and what could happen yeah. to them, yeah. what happened to me. But, you know, you, you did meet a, a lovely second wife. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's it. lovely. A second wife, yeah, it's a lovely girl. But, mm. uh, you know, there was about sort of 120 in between. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what what I'm interested in is how this book came about. How did it come about and what made you want to do it? Well, there's a fella called... uh, He was a friend of Alan Hudson's. His name was um, Malcolm Molyneux. And he he approached me if he could write a book on me. And I said, yeah, sure. And and we went out for about two years of stopping and then starting again Mm. and different things. And then we really had it going again. And we were sort of in for it for about six months solid. And unfortunately, he died, oh, no. you know, which was really tragic. Yeah. So then I sort of half at him, yeah, well, I ain't right now to do a book because Malcolm, it's only down to him really that I thought about yeah. writing a book. But um, then, I, then I went the other way and thought, well, hold on, no, maybe you do owe him this because he was good to you, like, yeah. and, you know, he showed you the light. Maybe you should, as long as you give him a proper mention, you know, yeah. and, and that's, that's what he deserves. Um, when you write something, like particularly a book, it's... It's uh, so much of your life, and as exactly what Mike said, it, it's it's tears and laughter all the yeah. way through. Yeah. And um, and you got to stand up and have a go at yourself at times, saying you was ashamed of this and ashamed of that. But it's gone now, you know. But I, I was I, I was wrong to do that. Yeah. Be man enough to do that. And did you find it a, a kind of a cathartic thing where you, where you learned about yourself and you faced up to things that you maybe hadn't faced up to before and things like that? Did you find it a useful... You know, people nowadays have therapy and things like that to, to, to confront the things in their life. Was, that, was it therapeutic? I don't know, really. I, I suppose it was and it wasn't. It, it's a sort of thing... Uh, you know, you, you, a woman will show out to you or something and, and you go and say, hello there, how are you? Boom, boom, boom. And then all of a sudden you could be entangling with the, with the other sex, you know. Yes. And you're doing wrong if you're a married man. You shouldn't really be doing that. Sure, you know? sure. But, I mean, that's, that's by the book. You know, I'm sure there's people in there that have done it as well. I'm sure. I could name a few. Put your Me hand too. up. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. You can just tell by so many expressions. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> Ronnie Kidd's over there, you've got to ask him. <laughs> oh, he's not, oh, no, he's actually nabbed some. Queuing up for him, though, was Ronnie. <laughs> you, you, end, you end the book, with what I like about it, it's kind of, it does start a kind of real debate amongst Tottenham fans. And, and you know, you were there not long enough at Tottenham to be allowed to call, to call your greatest Spurs eleven, which must be very, very tough. We all know sitting in pubs when you sit there, you know... Normally, after another Tottenham defeat in the pub, and you go back to heart, back to the greatest. But this is your greatest Spurs eleven. Maybe you can elaborate on some of your choices. Yeah, sure. Jennings in goal, Perriman, Knowles, England, 
Blanche Flower, Cliffy Jones, Dave Mackay, Gaza, Hoddle, Greaves and Kane. And then you crowbarred in three subs. Mabbott, Robertson, Gilly. Yeah. How yeah. difficult... Well, I mean, I, I, I think my top 11 sort of changes every sort of year or so. How difficult was it with the players you played with? Um, well, and a lot of them yeah. hopefully read your book and, yeah. you know... Well, particularly the double team, they was just out of this world, I mean, and such gentlemen, um, absolutely Tottenham treasures should never be forgotten. And uh, unless, Mike, I I don't think anyone's brought up doing a double now 60 years ago. I don't know if anyone's brought any, I know they're getting on the players and and you can't really have a do with them, for them, because they're they're ages now. But, I mean, what they did was so terrific and it it wasn't just like the, um, the double... They also was the first British team to win a European trophy in yeah. 1963. Now, that, to me, should never be forgotten. Never be forgotten. And, and, and as I say, they are treasures. And Terry Medwin, Terry Dyson, um, Les Allen. Yeah, Cliff. Cliff Jones himself. You know, yeah. there's some wingers there. Morris Norman. Yeah. You know, and I think there's them five that's left. And uh, I, I think that they should sort of get a commemorial sort of medal or something yeah. for what they've done. For the club, you know, although they're still going over there watching the occasional games and that. You, you, you obviously, when you started at Tottenham and, and started the first team, you didn't have that long with him because obviously he went on to West Ham, but obviously Jimmy Greaves, who passed away recently. Yeah. What are your memories of Jimmy? Maybe we all know what he was like on the pitch because a lot of us were lucky enough to see him. What was he like off the pitch, Jimmy? He was a very relaxed person. Uh, first one to come up with a joke would be Jimmy. You always see a joke in everything. Uh, when you went and got done your training and your runs, Jimmy had always come in like about 10 yards behind everyone else because <laughs> his attitude was, I'll get paid to go and perform on pitches you know, and ma- big matches. And he's right. You know, he's still done, he's done what he felt he needed to keep him sharp. Yeah. And he was fabulous. I mean, there's an instance in training because obviously the reserves play against the first team, so they want to try free kicks, some new ones, and etc. And Bill Nicholson lined the boys up. Jimmy's on the ball to take it. He said, line the wall up. So Pat said, OK. So Jimmy turned around and went, Bill, he said, the, the wall ain't right. He said, what? He said, the wall ain't right. He said, get on with the fucking game, Greasy. Don't worry about the wall. I'm sorted all that. He said, no, nah, it's not right, Bill. I'm telling you. He said, what's up? He went, I'm telling you, look, you've got to come over it. He went... Just take the free kick anyway, run it, ping straight in the top corner, and that. And Bill Nicholson went, Right, we do corners now. There <laughs> 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 you go, Bill. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have it. Oh, you was right, Jim. I didn't know. Yeah. But, you know, that's dead the little colourful things that you have in training that breaks, breaks it all up. It's quite quite humorous, but as long as you get out there and get the job done, that's to say, that's what Bill wanted. He's a winner, always a winner. Taught you to be a winner, Bill. Yeah. And that, that's what he was sort of driven by. Uh, the book Nut and Nailer, Spurs uh, Terrace favourite. For, for those of you listening at home, where's the best place to go and get the book? Where, where online can they get it? Well, I didn't get in touch with Ronnie Kidd, who's in here this evening. Right. We, I, we leave, leave your Ronnie's number. And um, Darren. Well, I don't as want well. to put out Ronnie's personal number to. Well, don't worry, there's a few more 60, birds in there. 60,000 listeners well. <laughs> <laughs> Probably best it's, to Google uh, it. Yeah, it's. Uh, Keith will look after him anyway. Legends, printed by Legends Publishing. I'm sure, uh, certainly if you go on Facebook and Twitter and, and uh, Google Terry Naylor, the, the book will come up. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, there we are. David at Legend, sorry, uh, legendpublishing.net. If you go to Legends 
publishing.net. You can get them. Are you doing any more signings coming up? Is there any more yes, stuff we've got a few. Um, yeah, we're going to Claxton and, and do one um, over my old hunting ground at Bexley, uh, Charlton. Right. We've got one going there. Um, and we've got one uh, front with the, uh, the Allen boys um, okay. down at Worcester. Right, oh, lovely. I'll be advertising the book and okay. there'll be yep, yes, no sort of questions and answers. Okay. If it's, you go to the website, I'm sure all the names of all the places where the signings will be going on. For now, thank you so much for coming back on the Thanks Spurs for the invite, Mike. Terry Naylor. Thank you very much. You know me! <laughs> if you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.